Hey friend, are you looking to start a fun business on the side, but don't know where or how to get started? Are you in direct sales, network marketing, or social retail and looking for tangible ways to scale your business? You've come to the right place. Welcome to the Socially Selling Podcast with me, Becky Baxter. I was a teacher by trade turned entrepreneur. I am a mompreneur who has invested time, energy, and resources into growing a multi-million dollar business, all while playing the role of wife, mama, leader, friend, and CEO. I will share tangible tips, hacks, and raw moments that have led to my continued success. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of these real-life messy moments that have created incredible magic and changed the trajectory of my life. Let's get into the episode. Hey everyone, we are super excited for you guys to be hanging out with us today. If you are listening to us for the first time. My name is Becky Baxter and I'm here with my partner in crime, Monique Scripp. Hello. And we are, um, we each have our own podcast. So I'm the, um, I have the Socially Selling with Becky Baxter podcast and Monique has the Fierce Identity podcast. And we are, we have come together and created uh, an incredible, incredible community that we are working on and lots of lots more to come but our goal is to help network marketing moms but women of course men anyone really but specifically moms uh, educating them on how to thrive in their business but also at home and today we kind of wanted to unpack the topic of health and your energy and thriving in those areas in your life because I think a lot of times people don't necessarily relate success to your health. And so we want to talk a little bit about that. So Monique, you want to share some thoughts on that? Yeah. You know, it's so funny because I feel like until you have experienced burnout or until you have something come up with your health is the moment that you realize how much of a priority it is. I know both of us have walked through, you know, just how things come up health wise and being able to recognize when we needed to have more energy and the things that really would help us thrive in our business. And in our program, one of the things that Becky and I teach is ways that people can be successful in their business. And in our, um, in week four of our program, we talk about something called the sharp five roadblocks. And these are roadblocks that keep you stuck in your business. And so each letter stands for something, but the last letter of the sharp five stands for your physical health. And basically what we talk about is if you are not healthy, if you are not well, if you're exhausted all the time, if you're not making yourself a priority, it will affect your business. And those who are the most successful, they really have great routines when it comes to their health. Does this mean that they have chiseled abs? No, this is not the conversation (laughs) we're having today. This is not what we're talking about. We're talking about just health, health, energy, overall health, good habits. Becky, what are your thoughts on routines and just those who are successful having those kinds of routines? How have you seen that play out? 
Yeah, uh, you know, something we were just talking about before, before we hit record on this was the fact that if you kind of look at all of the people that you admire, whether it's in your industry or um, just, you know, you see them on the news or you see, you hear about them, on, you know, being featured in your favorite magazine or on a podcast or whatever, the majority of them, not all of them, but I would say a significant, like very high number of them seem to be, you know, really healthy. And that doesn't always mean, like she said, the, the way you look, but I think, you know, just kind of, in a sense, goes hand in hand, right? That you have to prioritize your health in order to have success because, you know, burnout is real, but not, you know, going past that topic of burnout and exhaustion and whatever, but just in general, like to have the clarity of your mind and being able to focus on, you know, throughout the day and be work smarter and harder and not be, you know, think about when we don't have enough sleep at night, you know, and we're wake up the next day and we're groggy and probably not going to be as productive or effective in our um, coaching or whatever it is we're working on. I mean, there's even studies saying that, you know, a lack of sleep can contribute to, um, you know, more car crashes and be even similar to someone who has been, you know, drinking and driving. And that alone, I think, speaks volumes, right? And so you can imagine how it would affect your performance. And not only that, but just you know, especially in our industry, when we are trying to do more than just sell products, right, and, and develop leaders, and we're trying to, um, you know, teach people to do, you know, create systems and multiply ourselves, right, teach people to do what we do. Uh, that in itself takes a lot of energy. And I think, you know, if we are, you know, like you and I both struggle with, you know, some health issues. And I think, for those of us that, you know, we want, we want success, we want to help other people have success, but we have to just be really intentional with our time, you know, it's, it's very much so you have to have a very consistent routine, I believe. Yeah. And I know that in our next, one of our next episodes, we're going to talk about time management, but I think time management is something that goes along with sleep. Like if you're going to wake up early, you need to go to bed early. And I know, um, I was saying this to you, Becky, outside of the call, but I went through Brendan Burchard's coaching program. And if you don't know who he is, he coaches, you know, some of the top people in the world, Olympic athletes, like all these different um, high, high performers. And one of the things he requires is you cannot even be coached by him unless you make a commitment to sleep seven hours a night. And Brendan is really big on research. And it's for the exact reasons you just mentioned. Uh, we think that we can operate on less. Like we think we can operate like, oh, I'm just going to stay up late. I'm just going to get up early. I'm just going to, you know, push through power through all that. But your body is actually saying to you, no, stop recharge. If you think about your phone, you're not going to just run your phone until it's dead and then just hope you can keep using your phone. Like at some point or driving, you know, with gas, like at some point your gas light comes on you're like, okay, I have to stop at the gas station. I have to stop and plug in my phone. And so I think, why do we think we're any different? We keep, we keep trying to push past those signals. And so recognizing that. So what are your thoughts on mental energy? Because I think this can go along with this as well. Like when you feel those moments where you're like, okay, I've got to take a breather um, just from a mental side of things. How do you play? How does that play out for you? Well, I think um, 
for me, just in different circumstances in three years, I've kind of noticed, right, when I've overbooked myself or overworked myself. And so you kind of have to decide based on your priorities and um, responsibilities, like what all you can handle within a certain amount of time and also what is like realistic, right? Because, you know, I can say, oh, I'm going to record this and do, you know, do this podcast and I'm going to send, you know, 70 messages and I'm going to create this content and I'm going to do like 57 things. But then, right, my kids come home from school and there's nothing left. There's no energy right? I have nothing for them. And I don't want that either. So I have had to, you know, pay attention not only to my body, because I do have MS, but also recognizing those patterns when I do overwork myself and, you know, or stay up too late and, and just kind of not, you know, I'm not as productive or exhausted or kind of hit a wall. I seem to kind of hit a wall and I'm just like, want to sleep like all day on the weekend, you know, and that's just, I don't want to be like that either. So I don't know. I totally like went off topic. <laughs> like, oh, I think I you like... said something, you made a really good point when you said, you know, you can do all these things. I'm laughing when you're like, yeah, I'm going to message so many people and do this and this. Cause I'm like, yep. I feel like I relate to that. So many people who are listening relate to that. It's like, you have all of these aspirations when you're lying in bed that morning, you're like, I have all these aspirations for the day. And then you go about your day. And at some point, you hit this wall. And if you're not prepared, like if you don't plan out your day, plan out your tasks for the day, then you can be at the point where, you know, your kid comes home from the bus stop or in my case, you know, I go pick them up and then you're done. And you're like, I have no more words. I have no more energy. And I used to, I used to do that until I recognized what was going on. And then I was like, okay, I have to save some energy so that when I pick up my kid, like if I am doing this for my family, then I can't be totally dead from an energy perspective and then go start my afternoon. Like I realized, all right, if we're going to get through after school pickup practices, homework time, dinner, like that's the time I need to be present and energized. And so personally, I actually shifted some things around and this is why I went from the one-on-one model to groups because I knew like I needed to get some of that energy back. And I think for those who are listening, like I would encourage you to start, just observe in yourself, like start to notice, is there a time of the day where you feel like, okay, I have no more words and do your kids get the worst side of you? Mm -hmm. Like, do they get Mm -hmm. that side where you have nothing left? Because if that's the case, we would encourage you to maybe look at your time management, look at what you have going on and see how you can really make it a priority to have energy in those times that are most important. What are your thoughts on that? Well, one thing that um, I thought was really impactful on me, I think his name is Fraser Brooks, maybe he's a a big in network marketing. And I was watching one of his YouTube videos and he talked about how you want to be the fountain and not the drain and how if stuff drains you, then it's not sustainable to do long-term. And that was really like, when I heard that, I was like, wow, like that is so true because, you know, if you're looking at kind of like what she said, you know, reflecting on those things, but I would also kind of add a layer to it. Like if there is something throughout your day, you know, that you, or even throughout your week that you're like every week, I have to show up to this call or I have to leave this training or I have to do whatever. 
And if it is draining you over time, eventually you're not going to want to do it. So it might be something that you're like, I recognize this is really impactful for my team or really important. And, you know, or even for your family, like maybe you're like, oh my gosh, like the laundry, like maybe that's something you need to delegate, like hire some somebody to come like a college kid to come help you kind of pick up around the house and do some laundry so that you can be more present for um, and save your energy for things that you love and want to do, like cooking dinner for your family and and visiting around the table instead of saying like, whatever, just eat cereal, you know? And I thought when I heard that, I was like, oh man, that is so true. Because, you know, with my last company, it was like over time, not everything burnt me out, but there were things that did. And I recognized like, wow, I can't keep doing this. Like, you know, it's just not sustainable for me physically, you know, other people that's fine, but because of my health, I my health, I had to kind of do some reflecting and think on that. Um, I don't know. I just thought that was a really great analogy. Like we want to be the fountain. We want to continue to pour out because when it is something that we're passionate about, right? Like we want to do it. We're excited to do it. And it gives us energy. It gives us life. And when that happens, it's going to flow into other people. Right. And that energy and excitement and passion is going to um, go on to other people instead of sucking us. Because also our team and our family, they recognize. Right. Like when we're like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. They pick yes. up on, they oh, pick yes. up on that. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Like they definitely know. And when it comes to those kinds of things, it's also really wise to develop leaders. And that's why if you're truly going to be a leader, you need to be a leader of leaders. Like you need to find those people who have the potential, develop leaders, onboard leaders, attract leaders, so that it's not just you. Because if you're going to have this massive team, okay, let's say you have a team of, I don't know, 4,000 people, you cannot be the go-to person for 4,000 people. You have to be you have to have systems in place where there are other people that they can go to or other resources that they can go to. This even comes to like your onboarding system, your training system. Do you have videos? Do you have, um, you know, simple email sequences, like things that you can put in place so that you are not the question and answer person. And that's part of setting boundaries too, but creating and developing leaders is huge in helping with your energy. You know, let's just say, for example, a team call. If you're doing a team call, maybe you're used to just you leading the team call. But if you've developed these leaders where you have two or three people that you're delegating a team call to, and then the next week you have maybe somebody who's new, but they've had great success. Talk about how they got started. You know, you start to give other people responsibilities and it takes the responsibility off of you. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's something that I'm really, really big on because, well, for one, not only does it take that responsibility off you, but you're also, it's, it's in a sense, a form of recognition, right? And so you're giving that person a chance to be in the spotlight, right? And, and the attention on them. But for me personally, like training, I love public speaking. I love training. I love coaching. I love mentoring. I really do. It is my passion, 100% but it can drain you. It is, you know, so you have to be really cautious. So maybe there are times when you're like, that was one thing I looked at, you know, was, okay, what can I delegate to my team? And that a lot of it was that, like when we would do like director bound or some kind of um, spring success training or whatever, instead of me leading every calls, because, you know, it's like, 
we as leaders, we know what we want them to uh, hear. We know what we, you know, how we want it to go and all this, but there, I can't even remember. You might know what I'm talking about, but someone said, maybe I think it might be Rory Vaden said something about like 80% of the, the quality of your hundred percent is better than you having to do it every time. Right. Because eventually your, your hundred percent will no longer be a hundred percent because you will be so exhausted from trying to be all the things all the time. And so sometimes someone else stepping up and maybe they're only able to do 80% of the work the way you would have it done, but um, it's still better, right? Because you're able to just focus on your zone of genius and being present where you want to be. Yeah. Uh, But yeah. Yeah, And I think when it comes to, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. When it comes to scaling, you know, anytime you scale, you have to delegate. That's like the the first Mm -hmm. part of scaling and growing and duplicating yourself is delegating things. And when you delegate, you, you know, on the front end, it will not be exactly how you want it done. Okay. If you hire somebody (laughs) to help you fold your laundry, they're not going to fold it exactly how you want it. If you (laughs) hire somebody to clean your house, they're not going to do it exactly how you want it. Or you go to a windowsill and you notice a little tiny thing of dust. You know what I mean? Like there's always Mm -hmm. something that you can say, this isn't done exactly how I would want it done. But if it is done and it frees up your time and your energy that is huge. Like that's worth so much more or teaching your kids. Like I'm really big on my kids have chores that they have to do. And of course it's not done exactly how I would do it. You know, of course not, but it's done. And so if they can complete that and it frees you up, that's something that I think people have to recognize, like to the audience, I would say like, you have to recognize what are those things that you need to take off your plate so that you're able to operate in that zone of genius that Becky was talking about. Yeah, for sure. So I'm, I'm thinking, you know, we need to kind of tell them a little bit about what our plans are for supporting people who are looking for, I guess that community support around this business, because I think so many people get into network marketing and you re- you realize very quickly you have to be all the things right like you've got to be the copywriter you've got to be the leader you've got to be um, the salesperson you got to you know whatever you've got to do all the things all the time and I think you know one thing that has been so exciting about our partnership is developing you know uh, this new version of your multiply program but now extending that into our new community and the opportunity I think that we're, we're going to be giving people is really exciting. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yes. Okay. So excited about this. So last week, if you guys had listened to the, or the last episode, I'll say, then you probably heard that Becky and I are coming together and we have formed the thriving tribe. So what is the thriving tribe? So one of the things that we're going to offer is a free Facebook community where Becky and I will show up consistently giving you value, giving you training, giving you coaching, giving you all of the things that are going to help you be successful. In a couple of weeks, we're going to have a Reels Masterclass, Instagram Reels that teaches you how to create Reels if you've been intimidated by that. We also have a Thriving Tribe magazine. Okay, so this is one of the few network marketing magazines that are out there. And it's so exciting because it's value, it's fun content. We'll be interviewing people. 
and really offer you something where you can have an opportunity to get another resource. So things like this, conversations like this, where we're having, where we're talking about how to thrive in your health, how to keep your family a priority, like all of those things, those are the things that you're going to get from our community. So we will put in the show notes some things for you to um, check out as far as being able to access our community. You do have to click on a link that'll put you on our email list, which will get you onto our community. Um, Becky, are there any last things that you're thinking if someone's listening to this episode and they're thinking of even like practical health things that they can start doing today? I know both of us are exercisers and um, well, whatever you want to share as far as tips. Yeah. So I would say the first thing would be to do an audit of your schedule and kind of evaluate what we talked about, like what drains you, what, you know, are you over committed to things that maybe you don't have to necessarily do? Like we, you know, love, we love volunteering at church and love all the things, but like, do you have to be the one that does everything right? And it's a, and you know, do you have boundaries in place? I guess would be another way to put it. So do an first thing would be do an audit of your schedule and kind of, as Monique said, the second thing would be pay attention to, you know, when you're going throughout your day, are you saving energy for your family or loved ones or, you know, other responsibilities? Are you like saving time and energy for yourself? Like, are you prioritizing you know, going to bed at a decent time so you can work out, you know, so just looking over your schedule and then maybe even thinking, you know, in, I don't want to say in the perfect world, but like, what are, what do you think gives you life, gives you energy, gives you, you know, that excitement to get up and go, you know, work. Do you need to work out? Do you need to do yoga? Do you need to have some quiet time by yourself? And instead of saying, okay, I'm just going to still stay up until 12 o'clock at night and just wake up an hour early. No, instead saying like, what, what is more important to you? Having, you know, that clarity throughout the day and feeling peace and calm so that you're, you know, you're better at work, but also with your family, you know, just kind of looking, I think your schedule is really the biggest thing. And then also talking to your family and setting boundaries as well as with your team, you know, like, do you, if you are a leader and you're listening to this and saying, okay, you know, for a while I've been doing the team meeting or whatever it is that you do, and then addressing that, you know, asking them, hey, how would you guys like us to, you know, how about we partner together and we create something to support our entire organization? So it's not, so everything is not only on you. I don't know. That's kind of my two big things. I would say like looking at your schedule, what drains you and then um, setting boundaries with your team and your family. Yeah. You know, I think even like with boundaries, like having a certain bedtime, having a time you shut your phone off, that's a huge one. Like turning your phone Mm -hmm. off, put your phone in another room, like having boundaries with that. And when you do that, other people are going to follow like your team. If they see you like maxing out, you know, just stressed out and not having boundaries in place. And like, yes, you might be hitting all these ranks, but you're exhausted and you have no energy and all of those things. Well, they might go after that and may totally burn themselves out and quit. And Mm -hmm. that's not what you want. Like ultimately you want to model the sustainable systems for them so that they know, okay, I can get into this business and I can do it in a sustainable way. That's going to have me here long-term. 
Because when yeah. you come in and you, you know, you and I have seen this with people, you come in, you hit the ground running, you, you know, scale, you hit these, all these ranks, and then you right. are wiped out and everyone around you is wiped out. And so you don't want to model that for those who are following. No, totally agree. No. All right. Well, for those who are still with us, thank you for listening. This is a three-part series that Becky and I are doing. And so whether you are listening on the Socially Selling Podcast with Becky or on the Fierce Identity Podcast, we encourage you to subscribe to both. Um, But we hope that you join us in our Facebook community. And thank you so much for being on our podcast today. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening to my podcast today. One way to spread the word and share what you've learned today with others is just to simply take a screenshot, post it on your social platforms, and don't forget to tag me. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a five-star review on whatever platform that you're listening to this episode on. As always, I appreciate your love, support, and encouragement. I'm cheering you on, friend.